where he has the bomb and he's running around and can't get rid of the bomb. <laughs> that oh. was the visual I had <laughs> watching this episode. That's a good poll. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Abby, and welcome to Three to Beam Up. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 2, The Enterprise Incident. here. So I realized we only have, uh, what, five, five episodes left, including this one, and I have a few um, Pepperidge Farm things. <laughs> um, so any guesses on what I'm holding in my hand? Maybe the, the crinkling. Um, well, that's a loud crinkle. I can see that on my... <laughs> I still don't know any other Pepperidge Farm cookies. This is completely hopeless, Paul. I will say that these are not cookies. <gasps> not Are they goldfish? Yeah, that's the only cracker. Uh, they are goldfish. What, uh, they're a flavor of goldfish. Right. Wow, I made this oh, very specific. Pizza flavored goldfish. Oh man, I wish I'd gotten some pizza flavored goldfish. What, is this pretzel real goldfish? Uh, I don't like pretzel goldfish, honestly. Um, but pizza goldfish are like really like S tier snacks. Uh, these are Parmesan goldfish. Ooh, Parmesan. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had Parmesan goldfish. So. Do you guys like regularly walk down the snack aisle? No, almost never. I don't think I've had pizza goldfish in like a decade at least. I didn't even yeah, know it was a thing. Who knows if they still make them? Um, I mean, why would they? Why would they stop making? Why would they stop making pizza goldfish? That doesn't make any sense. They'd be throwing money away. My main question here is how we've been podcasting for what now? Three years, and we still are not sponsored by Pepperidge Farm. But wow, guys, these are really good. I do like Parmesan goldfish. I have had. I'm not. Them. I'm not They're just saying that. Delicious. I this brings back like a, a visceral flavor memory from my youth. Um, like I've definitely had these before in the past, but I wonder if I've had them in this century. Um, <laughs> anyway, in this century, the Enterprise Incident. Yeah, it's an episode. <laughs> I, 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 I am still kind of like not a hundred percent sure I like this episode. Like, I think I kind of do. I'm not sure what the point of this episode is. No, I I've, I had forgotten most of this episode. And when we Same first here. started and Kirk goes into the neutral zone and stuff, I'm like, wait, is this Hunt for Red October Star Trek? Or is... And it wasn't. Kinda. And it actually kind of... But it's not, though. Because, like... They're looking they're for not... a ship with the silent drive. And then they're looking to capture the silent drive and bring it back to, uh... What yeah, it? but Ma- it, Massachusetts? in Hunt for Red October, it's the, it's the defecting Soviet... Subcommander. Sure, sure, sure. Like, sure. and that would have been more interesting if the commander had been defecting and was like, "I don't want to be a Romulan anymore." Yeah, this 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 is too powerful for us to have. Right, the same sort of right. Know, right, October. Yeah, sort of if stuff. yeah, I mean that. Her motivations, yeah, like again, it's because it's a terrible message, right? It's basically the message of like women are too unstable for man. Her motivations make no sense. She falls in love with Spock in like a hot second. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. I had a lot of like 
notes about like how bad she is at her job and then there's the whole like why would you do this to me and i'm like bitch he met you two hours ago <laughs> like why wouldn't he do this to you yeah it, it is unfortunate that like the first time she so- shows up on screen it's like oh cool there, it's a, a, yeah. a female commander in this universe yeah which i was super we, excited which this might be the only one we see in original series is that fair? it is it is okay. she is the only starship commander in the original series that is a woman. And then to be, like, so not great at this is unfortunate. It uh, really that's just is. classic track, though. Like, that's, that's like, yeah. half their messages are about how, like, women are incompetent. Um, I will say this episode, I believe, is the only one that starts with McCoy and his yeah. monologue. Oh, uh, yeah. So I liked that. That was really it nice. Is a, it's a different episode. Um, it feels different from a lot of episodes. And... I think I'm with Abby. Like I don't, I don't know that I'd say it's bad in so much as it's like just kind of forgettable. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I like this one. I like political intrigue episodes. I think they're fun. I like how like it starts. You're like getting these weird orders from Kirk. You end up in like Romulan space, and then they're apparently all of a sudden aligned with Klingons, which like that is not delved into at all. So, so it is very much a. Um, Right, the Chekhov's gun aspect of it is the like. There's, we know now that there is no payoff of this episode in Correct. future Trek. That like, despite them getting a cloaking device here, which would be really big in universe, that never pays out. They they apparently just take it back and then like throw it in the garbage. Well, I think um, it must just become outdated. There might must be a new cloaking device, and that's the one we see in the future. Well, but any cloak... Well, not even that, right? The Federation um, does, signs a treaty with Romulus at some point to, like, never work on cloaking technology. That's a a, a weird plot in um, yeah. some late TNG episodes with Riker and... Uh, was it the Pegasus? Was that his old oh, ship? Oh, yeah, I forgot that about that. Sounds that sounds right. Um, well, and, like, weird. in DS9, when they cloak Defiant, like, yeah, they, have they have to Romulans. have a Romulan yeah. to um, be there for the cloaking technology. To install like, the cloaking. It's a whole thing. Yeah, so, and like... that's always, I think it's more of a fault of TNG that that's the way they went with it, but it it makes this feel weaker because we know that it doesn't pay off. Um, and maybe that's where it feels weird, because I like this idea of the political intrigue and everything, but knowing that there's absolutely no payoff in the future is a bummer. Same with the Romulans and Klingon stuff, that like, oh, the Klingons are like supplying ships yeah, that's a huge deal. If the Romulans and Klingons are aligned, right, yeah, guys? Like, that's great. a kind of a that's big problem. <laughs> yeah. A big in-universe problem. Like, Especially... like, together, the two people who want to destroy the Federation are aligned? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. That's not good news. It's real bad. Yeah, exactly. So, the fact that that's happening is just like... But that it doesn't affect anything ever again. Like, I mean, and it, granted, this is a season three episode, so, you know, it's, it's, well, late who knows in what the they game. would have done with and more yeah, seasons. Yeah, like, if they had more seasons, maybe this would have done something later. I doubt it. If, I mean, if they were allowed to do any, if they were allowed to do any continuity as well, that's one of the big right. albatrosses on this one, I, I would imagine. Because you yeah. can't come back to this one and say, oh, uh, we're at Starbase delivering this cloaking device and now uh, more intrigue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. I did like that they acknowledged uh, that um, 
a message to the Federation was going to take three weeks of sure. space travel. I was like, yeah. yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it would at this point. I'm I'm shocked it can even be that fast. Like if you're all the way in like the neutral zone. Well, it's another one with like the neutral zone being weird too, right? That um, it's I I often say that it shouldn't be called the neutral zone; it should be called the fighting zone because you only go to the neutral zone yeah, to fight. Right? Um, this one, they at least paint the picture of like it's specifically the Romulans' neutral zone. And at the end, they, like, get back to their neutral zone, right? Which which they... means it's not a neutral zone, it's a line in space where it's the Romulans yeah. and the Federation. <laughs> oh, my well, impression was that there was, like, this, like, little area on either side. Yeah, it's kind of a DMZ, right? Maybe the Romulans have it, but they're not allowed to, like, occupy it. It's like a buffer or something, but then the Federation is allowed to go in it either, which would make sense that the Romulans would have outposts right outside of that. To be ready if any Federation ships come in, which is what always happens. Right. But <laughs> it seems that there are always Romulans waiting for the Federation to cross space. Like, they must just have a line <laughs> of ships on right? the side right? of the neutral zone. <laughs> well, so, yeah, or else, like, really good technology and then really good warp capability, right? Maybe, like, someone on a nearby outpost or something. So, yeah, which begs the question, is, uh, like, I, I don't know, how did they know that this ship was going to have the cloaking technology? Sure. Um, right, is every ship in their fleet equipped with it? No, or is because this an important they talk ship? about, it seems like it was an important ship. The way yeah. she talked about it, and like, it, it seemed like it was kind of a new technology, and they were one of the few ships with it. So, I mean... It, it, then they were like stalking this ship. I guess so. I mean, it, uh, this mission which, doesn't make a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, which general. doesn't make like, sense, because how did they do that? Yeah, yeah. the argument would be that they already had another ship in there doing espionage, or like a Romulan defector that was right. telling yeah. them about it or something, um, which doesn't seem likely or or acted upon. So um, I, 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 was, I was left asking myself throughout the episode, not only, like, what is the plot, but what is the plan? What is anybody's plan? Yeah, um, it doesn't make any... And Well, the, I think part of the, that is on purpose, though, Paul, because, like, sure. Kirk and Spock's plan keeps changing. But their plan is always to get the cloak. Well, Kirk and, Pl- Kirk and Spock's plan keeps changing, but it's also one of these plans that seems written out to the letter beforehand to, like, 100 points deep. That, like, this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen. And the only thing that is left ambiguous is how Spock is going to get off the ship. That seems yeah. to be the only thing Which that is, like... Which seems to be one of those things you'd be like, you want to figure out first how yeah. you get off the ship. <laughs> but, like, every other beat, down to, like, uh, Kirk being in a cell and lunging at Spock so that he could do the Vulcan death grip so that McCoy can be there and know to declare Kirk dead to bring him back... Like these sorts of things, and then well, but McCoy doesn't know he's he's no McCoy has to find McCoy out. McCoy doesn't after he know him back because, to the and that is what that is one thing that I was like, this is very accurate. You would not tell McCoy. You would not tell McCoy because yeah. McCoy is terrible. At <sighs> I wasn't sure if McCoy knew ahead of time or not because it he did seemed... not. He did not. Okay, mm-hmm. was the implication? Was the implication? Yeah, he shouldn't because he's a terrible actor and he should not be told a plan like this ahead of time. Sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> I disagree. 
He would never, oh, Chelsea, he would never have been able to be like, oh, no, the captain is dead. Ah, Like, that's what would happen. (laughs) I would have paid money to see that scene, first of all. Oh, I'm not saying I would like to see it. I'm just saying that's what would happen. (laughs) And then their plan would be completely screwed. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, such is. Whatever their plan was, which who knows. <laughs> well, and that's the big trick. Whatever the plan is, is what's weird. There's so many things out of control in this plan that are reliant on other actors um, or on happenstance. Like, Spock is walking from the commander's quarters to... Um, I forget where they're going at that point. But he, like, turns down a corridor. And, like, he he knows that he's not the one in leading, right? He doesn't know the the schematics of the ship. But then he stumbles upon, on the first turn, at the first bend in the road. um, (laughs) This is where we keep the fancy. (laughs) The corridor that has, like, has a big sign that says, like, don't look over here. It's where we keep all the secret stuff. (laughs) I mean, and and not only that, right, but... I'm sorry, Paul, continue. Oh, no, 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 that's... (laughs) I mean, but Bones is right, too. Like, they are lucky they didn't just, like, jettison Captain Kirk's body in his face. Yeah. Right, or, like... that, or that they didn't just, like, stab him to say, let's make sure, um, or something like that. Because like, it's... It's it's, def- it's very dependent, yeah. It's definitely weird that they were just like, yeah, here's the body, whatever. Um, and then Kirk's plan to just put on some ears and uh, eye makeup and go back without a helmet. I thought, oh, he's going to put on a helmet to blend in. Yeah, but no. no, they want to show you that they did the ear makeup. Yeah, I was or wondering if it was I was wondering if it was props or Shatner that demanded he didn't have to wear a helmet. Um, <laughs> my guess would be Shatner, but my guess would also be Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible disguise. <laughs> I, you know, let's also talk about in it's like universe. Hot Montana. They're able to um, beam him onto the ship at will. Yep. Mm-hmm. No. No. No shields there. No shields. Which also means they could just beam a bomb into the engine room, right? Yep. Yep. Or well, Why can't they beam off the cloak? Exactly. Or once they know where the cloaking room is, once Spock's like, oh, it's over there. Why don't or, they just beam off every piece of technology in that room? Yeah. Why don't they just, like, gut the ship with the, the teleporter, right? <laughs> um, or beam over every Romulan and toss them in a brig. And then be like, cool, we have the yeah. ship now. Yeah, Do you I know what I... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Do you know what I thought of when Kirk went into there and, and took the um, the cloaking device off of the pedestal? You know what my only thought was? The Batman movie, the, the 66 Batman movie, where he has the bomb and he's running around and can't get rid of the bomb. <laughs> that was the visual I had watching this episode. That's a good poll. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Did it seems like they might have reused the props from the changeling to make this one? Uh, yeah, they, I was gonna that say that sounds I think correct. Changeling yeah, top. Good thing it's plug true. and play too. Good thing they just like pull it out of its oh, yeah. socket and then. Uh, and you just. I mean, yeah, that doesn't make just... any sense. But also, guys, why can they um, detect the like in ship communication, but they can't detect them beaming over? 
Sure. Yeah, great questions. These are good questions. <laughs> like, one of those is a much Chelsea. bigger breach of security. I- I'm going back to the goldfish, right? These <laughs> 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 questions, questions are getting too intense. All right, okay. Well, <laughs> let's talk about other excellent parts of this episode. Um, I really liked her boots. acting and her boots. But I like. I, had, I think Kirk was purposefully over the top because he's trying to play his character acting. Yeah. Like, and I thought just I thought it was a very interesting performance for that reason. The front end does just feel weird, right? right. A little bit. Um, <laughs> my other favorite part of this whole episode is when the prisoners beam over and Scotty just puts his hands on his hips and is like, "You rascals!" <laughs> yeah, how, well, how is here's that resolved? The thing. Yeah, I know because here's the thing: they're exchanging a of all. They're exchanging hostages. Why are the hostages armed? When they're ex- <laughs> and why would the host- the exchanged hostages immediately draw their phasers when they're beamed over to the ship? When they know they're getting beamed over to the other ship. <laughs> To be hostages. Like, to <laughs> be hostages. But what what is the resolution of that of that scene? Like Yeah, nobody knows. It's a mystery. <laughs> they just cut he, to bridge and then it's like, oh, they're in the brig eventually. Eventually. Right? Yeah. But that's another one of these with like I wonder if there was a deleted scene or something where there might have been yeah. guards come in and say, No, you drop your things <laughs> and they all just point at each other for a bit. Like <laughs> But there's, there's just no payoff of that of them bringing guns over. No. Um, they should have just teleported in and then like said, "Hey, where where do we go now?" Unless um, it's to yeah, show like their warlike nature. But even that, like, that's well established anyway. Like, who cares? It it, it doesn't make any. Yeah, I'm just yeah. speculating. And you and you you don't get much more of it in the rest of the episode either. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I don't know. Speaking speaking of warlike nature, is what the Federation did an act of war? Kinda, because it yeah. sure seems like it, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Like that is sketchy well, the AF. Only, the only way they get around it is because Kirk. They they kind of get around it. They do, it's not a good way to get around it, but this is how they get around it. Basically, it's just like this was Kirk's idea, and the Federation had nothing had plausible deniability. Basically, was well, was the plan. Then wouldn't the Romulan government at least demand Kirk's, Kirk's court-martial? Yes. Um, in, for, in theory, yes. But, for, you know, in, Kirk, Kirk has plot sure. armor. Sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if we, if we push against these, like, what's happening in-universe, like... Red October is a great pull, I mean, it's a great contrast here, because at least in that, mm-hmm. you have the deniability of, this is a defector, he's trying to defect, and he's right. bringing the sub with. Um, but we are taking in someone seeking asylum, essentially. Right. Um, and that's sort of accepted in in that sort of political intrigue that, like, mm-hmm. if you have someone in your own system who is defecting, then all bets are off. But if you just <laughs> shoot your way into a room and steal a thing, uh, a piece of high-end technology, and then run back, it's like, well, that's theft. <laughs> Um, and that is espionage. That is political espionage across across the neutral zone, right? Which which well, is presumably protected by some sort of treaty. It's, so, she says it's protected by treaty and that he's violating a treaty. Like, this is sketchy AF. Yeah, so... Like, I... Uh, yeah. 
they're definitely doing some mad sketch stuff that I don't know. Maybe they meant it to be explored in a later season, right? Like they didn't know they were being canceled at this point. This would open up all sorts of possibilities for the future. Sure, with this is a decent Fontana, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it yeah. is. She might have written it in such a way to come back to it. That is that is a really good point um, because she knows that she would be writing more episodes. Um, I mean, there's so many open ends. Yeah, that. Yeah, unless unless you knew the series was already canceled and. It's too late, but... Yeah. Well, and she based it loosely on a, a real incident in, like, the Korean Sea, I believe. Like, so... It, and it wasn't, like, one-to-one. There, They weren't... It was, like, an espionage case, a naval espionage case, but it was... Yeah, it had just happened, and she kind of used that as, like, the jumping-off point for this plot. But then she wasn't completely happy with how the episode turned out, either. So, I don't know how... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how much got lost in, say, rewrites or something. I think at least some did, because, yeah, yeah. The, from what I was reading on Memory Alpha, she was not completely thrilled with how the episode went at the end. So, she also didn't really like the, um, I, love story seems to, the romantic subplot. <laughs> Let's go with that. Well, cause it's, it doesn't make any sense for so many reasons. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, that don't make sense with that. Like I, yeah, she wasn't happy because she's like, there's no way that a Romulan commander wouldn't suspect Spock of double dealing. Basically. Like, she wanted to make the woman <laughs> as smart as she actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And all the men right. were like, no, we're going to just make this woman incompetent. Which yeah. is completely unrealistic. You you would never yeah. rise the ranks yeah. in the military to commander of like especially flagship. Romulans, especially like, sure. especially the Romulans. Correct. Like yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, she was really unhappy with that, and I support her full, wholeheartedly with that one because like this commander, like at the beginning especially, she's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, she's yeah. she she knows everything. She's in complete command. She is has complete control over the whole situation. Like she knows what she's doing. She is awesome. She and then it's out. like mm, Spock is hot, so I lose all complete. Just I just don't do anything anymore. I it's oh it's so upsetting. It ruins everything. I did like her beautiful dress. Mm-hmm. I liked both yeah. of her. I liked her uniform costume. and I liked her her dress. Like both yeah. were cool. And I, I liked her hot pink room with the beaded curtains and like the fancy mirror and stuff. <laughs> and I like yeah, how they drink good... like the blue booze and the orange booze. Yeah, she has good. Yeah, taste. that's true. And in the square, uh, the square cube, cube glasses. Those glasses were awesome. I know. I would it'd be totally hard to drink those. from, but <laughs> oh, worth it. I don't though. know. I'd try. It would be cool. In the future, every design is cooler. It's true. <laughs> They're just better aesthetically at stuff in the future. <laughs> Speaking of, well, I don't have a good sign for that. But musically, <laughs> um, how about that that dun 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 <laughs> that gets played over and over anytime <laughs> anytime anything happens in this episode, they do they that run dun, dun, dun 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 for like <laughs> sound in this. They there was, they are reusing some stuff left and right. Yeah. There was at least one where nothing had happened, and they just like panned to somebody and just dun 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 dun. <laughs> somebody really liked that music cue, and they just wanted to really use it. As yeah, yeah, maybe someone new is doing the sound design. I should have counted how many times because at least a dozen uh, times that that cue gets played. But 
it's stuck in my head now, so. That's incredible. <laughs> well, now when you, like, drop something in the kitchen. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> you trip over a sh- something on the floor. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. I would like that. <laughs> Even though the commander and Spock, though, didn't make sense, guys, I did like them together. Am yeah. I the only one? Yeah. Oh, no, you guys I, did, no, too? No, I, I did. Yeah. I did. Like, I, I enjoyed that, like, dynamic a lot. And I actually really like the scene where she, at the end that they have in, in the turbo lift. Like, I really like that scene. It's it's a good, it's a good scene. It's it's reminiscent almost of Worf's relationship. Is it Kalar? It's Kalar, um, his oh. uh, Alexander's mother. Yeah, oh, um, that was her name. That I might think be that's. Her name. I think it's Kalar. Um. But it's reminiscent of that, and and I wish it had yeah. been more of a like it like if this was a diplomat who right. came on the ship or or someone who was on the ship for a while, and um and Spock has that sort of uh, who who forms a relationship over time, not just in like mm-hmm. twenty minutes, um, yeah. and there is that knowledge that she's returning to Romulan space or something. Um, that's a I think that's a better plot for this. Obviously, yeah. you lose all the cloaking stuff but um well but i don't think the cloaking stuff is really necessary yeah like, you yeah. could have easily switched that up like, well again in in whatever year this was written if there if that payout was potentially there in the future i think it is an interesting subplot but to know that we've gotten to this point 50 years later and it never got paid out that's right. the bummer yeah but there, you get no payout in that relationship then either that that um, well, no, but they they have like so much chemistry and like yeah. there's some great moments like that one where um, he asks her her name and she whispers it. And sure. that's like such beautiful television because no matter what you're imagining, right, like that it's a secret means it's just so much more yep. beautiful and exotic. Yep. Like anything they could have said would have been ridiculous. But... Yeah, that's that's <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have to imagine that's some of DC Fontana's writing. Like that's yeah. really well written. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I wish that, I wish it was payoff in the same way of of the Wharf and Kalar storyline. Not not that Kalar shows up much, right? I think she only has two episodes. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, two or three. She's not in very many. Like she's, you know, it's the episode where they meet. Yeah, and then I think it's the episode where she brings Alexander. Brings Alexander. And then she it dies, might just so. be those two. It yeah. might just be those two. But still, like. She, she's a great character in She TNG. is. I, I really like her. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And I wish there were more characters like that. Or or the characters from these other cultures were allowed to be deeper. Or mm-hmm. or exist or exist longer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the nature of 1960s television <laughs> sure. right. means we are limited. Do you guys think that if they weren't interrupted, Spock was going to sleep with her? Oh, they did. That's the implication. That was it was a sex. Scene. Oh, you think it wasn't, so? There's that wasn't subtext. That was text. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> thought they were interrupted. No, no, they totally had sex. <laughs> did you think that, Paul? I could see it going either way, huh. but that was the whole like. Um, that was the uh, the hand touching and stuff. That yeah, I remember that part. That was supposed to be basically just be like that's alien sex. Like that's how this works. I, I think that's, that's a good yeah. read on it. Sure. 
Oh, I thought that um, was all just going to be the foreplay to the... Oh, God, no. That was actual... No. No. That was... That's not really what (laughs) What? That's a weird response, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's weird they would have showed that in TV. I I did not interpret it that way, but... Well, that's how you get... That's how you get past standards and practices. Yeah, exactly. Like, it... You told... That was... That was a sex scene. (laughs) I I mean, it was a sexy scene. I'll give you that. (laughs) No, it was a sex scene. Like, it was... There was no subtext. (laughs) just text yeah no i think gabby's making a good case i think gabby's making a good case here i don't think uh, so because they showed spock's parents doing the same thing and like yeah that was not with the same implications for sure. it was not the same though no they just do the the finger touch it wasn't like the face and the body like no 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 Mm-mm. this was a sex scene i will die on this hill <laughs> we might just have to agree to disagree I mean, you can be wrong all you want, but. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the only note I have left, like, I don't think it's even a science corner, but they're going warp nine. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the same question? Maybe, yes. maybe that's all I need to say. Um, <laughs> like, what is happening? So, yeah. so the Romulan oh, ships good. can go faster than warp nine because they're going warp nine and the Romulan ships are gaining ground, right? That's... Apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is the implication. That's the implication, okay. But also, they're, like, able to shoot them at work nine. Um, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it also seems like... And track them. It also seems like, like they're not surrounded if at any point they could have just gone to warp nine, right? Correct. Um, I guess the Romulans are just like, well, we'll catch you, but... <laughs> yeah, the implication must be that they're, like, Tracking is superior, and they're also faster. In which yeah. case, I'm not sure why they're on, like, a treaty. Why doesn't the Romulans just take them over? Well, I mean, I guess they might not have tons of ships, and also the... the and, again, we've, we're missing the original story beat that these are Klingon ships, um, or of Klingon design, which raises the question of why the Klingons aren't taking over. <laughs> um, or, <laughs> so, I don't know, opens a lot of opens a lot of questions here that I don't think are ever resolved. Um, no one knows. It also seems them. like at warp nine they'd get back into Federation space pretty quick, right? Because um, they weren't that far over the neutral zone anyway. Yeah, and I don't think they were like, flying across at warp nine. So no, they weren't. It seemed like they were going for a stroll. They were like an <laughs> impulse. Like yeah. it wasn't even. They're like <laughs> they're like one AU into the neutral zone, and then they're like, okay, warp nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lots of questions there. It's fine. Uh, well, can we yeah. also talk about how several characters perform essentially miracles to get them out of here? <laughs> right? First of all, Scotty... How? Sure. But he gets that cloaking device to work. Yeah. But second well, of all... Oh, sorry, go on. No, I just... When he has it, they turn on the cloaking device. This this bothers me in other Trek, too. Like, as soon, like they, this is not the only episode of Trek where they're like, okay, get the cloaking device to work. Okay, it works now. We're being pursued by an enemy. And now we turn on the cloaking device, and now they have no idea where we are. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> they were right behind you, man. Like, they still they, know where you are. They do... Uh, I, I was about... They do turn, yeah, yeah. They do say, quick, turn to this heading, and the Romulans do say quick fire where they just were, um, which I'm glad they at least did that. But the Romulans could have been a touch quicker on that, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, at that point, it comes down to just who's quicker. Yeah. Who issues the command faster. Which, honestly, if I were Kirk, I probably would have been turning before I even implemented the cloaking device, and then maybe would have just turned again. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Or it's one of those... I imagine turns are harder to cloak. Or at warp, like, there's so many options for a ship that's in front of, like... Just throwing a shuttle out of the shuttle bay on a trajectory to hit one of these ships, um, they're going to have to veer off or or impact it at warp nine, right? Mm-hmm. And so you Wait. you you throw you jettison two shuttles at, on the trajectory of these two ships, and like they both have to veer off a little, and they lose ground because they're not following directly behind you. They're, they're, you have so many options as the ship in the lead here. Um, so yeah, I don't get it. Can you turn at warp nine? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't come up much. Because <laughs> they do. I, like, if you, like, plot a warp course, right, you're presumably, I don't know what they're doing. Are they, like, distorting space-time around them? They don't dwell like, on creating it. creating a warp, a warp, a warp <laughs> arc. Well, let's presume that's what they do. Like, you can't turn from that. That's right? what, like, so, I think that's the read in the movies, but I think it. But in track. In, in the shows. I think yeah. in the shows, they're just saying they're going really fast. Um, you know, special relativity, you know, out, out the window. But um, I think that's what they're saying. Okay. I don't think right, they're... Well, <sighs> I accept this. They didn't think, think about it. It's fine. Yeah. They didn't neither think about it too we. hard, and neither should we. <laughs> <laughs> well, another miracle performer is Chekhov who isolates Spock in a sea of people who are genetically identical, basically, to Spock. He has a slight variation. He has a slight variation. But that doesn't even make sense. Haven't the two species only diverged like 10,000 years or something? Less than that, I thought, but... um... (laughs) 5,000 years? I mean... Yeah, when did Romulans leave? You'd be better suited... Oh boy, sorry for the pun. You'd be better suited... To look for the specific types of fibers in his uniform that are presumably right. different than the uniforms the Romulans are wearing. You would be better suited to that. Or like the food that. in his stomach. Yeah. Or like, or his, like his blood. Or let's say a transponder that you snuck onto like his shoulder or something. Um, yeah, guys, remember those secret transponders we had in another episode? Yeah. There's so <laughs> many ways that if you have Spock on this ship, um, undercover, that you know they're going to have to beam him out. There's so many ways to leave a trail. Mm-hmm. Well, and also when he be- when they do grab him and he- they beam him off, how do they bring her to? <laughs> like, that's uh, not really... She, like, jumps on him. Yeah, that's yes, but, like, that's not how beaming works. <laughs> like, I, but it, that's... they do, that is consistent in Chuck because yeah. in Space Whales, that girl jumps yeah. on her. That is consistent know, with Anna. It's... It's, it it's got to be extremely dangerous. You're not wrong, Abby. Extremely I'm dangerous. I'm just saying. Are you saying that it saying. should be like a Jeff Goldblum's The Fly sort of situation? I don't. I like. I feel like she should basically be like trying to grab him, and then he should just disappear out of her arms because, like, they've isolated Spock. They're uh, not yeah. bringing two people. That's not how transporting works. Sure. Like, right, like, shouldn't their DNA get all mixed together and they yes, become, like, that yes, Neelix, no, Bob creature? No, yes. no, <laughs> no, I mean... What was that creature? The Neelix Tuvok? 
Was it Nivak? Yeah, any of these weird, like, again, Jeff Goldblum's The Fly is, that is the whole hinge of that movie, so, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's allowable there. But if you, yeah, if you just randomly. Yeah, those anyway, sorts of it episodes doesn't are matter. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just, it's fine. <laughs> look, look, if you were trying to teleport, like, two potted plants right next to each other and then you just got them both they'd come across as two potted plants um it's the same thing here right they're just the idea has to be that yeah but these are touching yeah i'm saying they're isolating a zone that's the the charitable read here they're isolating a zone and they're saying okay we're just going to beam everything that's in this zone and then so they beam them both there that is a charitable read um but the fact that they're touching (laughs) should have no bearing on any of this, right? Because otherwise you couldn't stack you couldn't stack two crates on each other and then beam them, or you'd be saying, oh no, we accidentally made the crates the same crate or something. Well then what's the transporter malfunction in Star Trek movie one? Uh yeah, actually I just watched that the other day. Um isn't the station being destroyed or something, so like it's weird energy. No, no, it's it's brand new. It's just like they beam up and yeah, like a pile of goo. Yeah, I think that's always been like a kind kind of dumb part of the motion picture. Um, <laughs> that I think they just wanted to show off some tech and didn't really think it through. But I don't think that ever happens to that degree ever again in any any trek. Right? I don't think so either. Like they I mean, either... there's transporter accidents all the time, but yes. like that. And the transporter accidents in the future would be like, oh, you beam into a wall or something. But not that they just send over and then send back like a pile of goo. But anyway, uh, the motion picture is vaguely non-canon too. Let's toss that out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I defend the motion picture too. Let's put that out there. I think the motion picture is an okay movie. Um, I don't hate on it. I for, don't mind it. I don't mind. For all those long pan shots. You could listen to my podcast about Lower Decks with that episode about the long pan shot of the Cerritos. Oh God, I love it so much. Where I demanded I that those so cowards much. at CBS give us a two-hour extended cut of that work. <laughs> where an hour 45 is just that long pan shot of the Cerritos and them approaching in a shuttle. So I'm on record as saying so those are much. good. So anyway, good. this episode, um, I don't think I have much left. Yeah. No, I don't either. I just, I think the pacing's pretty good in it. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. And yeah. Abby, do you like how Spock bravely faces his death? Obviously, yes. He, he has an <laughs> out, what, right? It's what he would do. He says, well, I I'm do, a... oh, I will say my, maybe my favorite part of the episode is Spock talking nonsense for 20 minutes. <laughs> he filibusters. <laughs> Right? Just stalling. He, he filibusters. Yes. He's like, well, I, I do believe I have the so floor. Much. Yes, he's basically like, I can do whatever I want with this 20 minutes. It's my 20 minutes. And, and he's just like, talks. you're saying nothing. And just, yeah, and he's just like, I know I'm saying nothing, but I'm allowed to say nothing if I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was he my just favorite. like repeats the same things they already know. It was my favorite, and I loved it, and it was great. Yeah. And I will say, they did at least... At the end, in defeat, she was very gracious in her defeat. Like, yeah, she she yeah. did not, like, scream and cry about it. She was like, you beat me, shit. <laughs> like, it, it, it wasn't... Oh, yeah. It could have been so much worse. It could She's have been super so poised and graceful oh, yeah. like, the whole time. Yeah. She, yeah. Like, there's only one or two points yeah. where they 
her yeah. faults is are that she's like over emotional and falls in love. Yeah, and that's yeah. a whole other. Anyway, but I also yeah. thought the ending though, Abby, was actually for once funny, or a little funny, funnier than the. the it was a little was. funny. I didn't hate it. I I was a little. It's a little. Racist. I know they have to put, well, I mean, yes, but I, I mean, like, they have that lovely scene in the turbo lift where he's taking her to, um, the brig, and then, and then they it's have kind of the quarters, humorous. Not to, it's a small note. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they give her quarters. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think they give her quarters, too. But, like, he's taking her, and they have that lovely scene, and then they go back to, like, the, you don't want to look like your first officer forever, do you? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, so it's kind of disconcerting. Like, it's not terrible, but it's a little disconcerting, because that scene is so nice. Yeah, I kind of forgot the very last scene and thought it ended with the turbo lift, which I think would have been better. It would have been better. But there's that's a TOS failing where they always have to, like, put a little bit more on always at gotta, the end. Yeah, always got to get one more <laughs> word in. Yeah, and I'm just like, you could just end, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the record, I do think maybe giving her quarters is not the best decision. Yeah. She, she can't do brain. anything. Yeah, like, she what's she going to do? She doesn't no, have no. anybody They're with her. Milich. She's alone. Remember the time Kirk, like, gave the entire schematics? To someone sure. on the computer. Oh, he's yeah, he's done that more than once. <laughs> yeah. He's done that more than once. Mitchell also like read. All oh yeah, the Mitchell things. also like, got like all the schematics. It's all. I feel the like things. she she could pretty easily find them. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But anyway. Um. All right. I'm out of notes. Yeah. We yeah. on to messages. Sure. Uh, I think we've already talked about most. Of, I mean, obviously, I think this whole thing could be read as a Cold War. Yeah, metaphor here. Of oh, course. for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, there's lots of like war military sub messages within that reading. Of course, like treating prisoner of wars with integrity and honor is like important. Okay, yeah, that checks. Sure. Um, uh, the um Spock message I think here is that one's like true character and honor is determined by their choices and their loyalty, and not on their race. As in Spock's an alien, but he's still like a true Federation officer. He like does his duty and um, acts according to their interests, which I think is one of Star Trek's more lovelier messages. They have that one quite a few times throughout the episodes. Yeah, you guys are like that chat. Sure. Which goes with the next one: a straightforward duty and honor are more important um, than like. Um, uh, and, and like self-sacrifice is, is important you must like give up your personal desires in like the line of duty I think we might have just had that last week too I bet that's a pretty usual one pretty common for two and yeah everyone's favorite of course uh, women make this poor leaders because they allow their emotions to rule them and possibly their love interests and in this case remarkably fast <laughs> Misogyny, <laughs> and we could go into that one more, but I just stopped because I, I don't want, want to think about it anymore. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I figured you'd feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in terms of antagonists, um, right below Romulan Sarek. So that, that's end. what I was going to say. That like it's got to be right near Romulan Sarek. So you think yep, below? I say right though? below Romulan Sarek. Yeah, okay. I do. Okay. Right below. Okay, and that's all. The end. It works for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> uh, that, that's where I was pitching to, so. 
Romulan Zarek, Romulan Zarek, Romulan Zarek, friend, cha-cha-cha. All good guys. Yeah. Anyway, so, bingo time. Time for bingo. That puts him right above the ground. Mm-hmm, it does. What is her name? I forgot. It's just the commander. It's just commander. She she, oh, yeah, that's she right. Says her name. Yeah. Only Spock knows her one true exotic mm-hmm. name. Which could be anything. Could cool. be anything. So bingo. I. Hmm. So bingo. Well, there's a Vulcan nerve pinch, but it's disguised as the doctor. There's definitely Captain There's definitely a recurring actor because Leslie's there. Uh, Nurse Chapel appears. I don't think Bones drank. I think only Spock drank. Uh, it's Spock's trapped. So the away team's trapped. Oh, but it's not on the planet. Yeah. Uh, but he is trapped. Uh, the communicators definitely work. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately for them. Uh, Kirk doesn't kiss anyone because Spock does. Yeah, it feels like Spock? a medium, sort of. Yeah. I think I do think there are some, but yeah. I'll say yes. You know, feeling optimistic today. Oh wow! I'll say no. I'm not. <laughs> um, I only have one clarifier, and it? that is: uh, Does Scotty Scotty's candy engines take much more of this? He says something like, "Can't handle this alien contraption." So, like, it's. I, I would be okay with it or without it, honestly. It, but it's I like that because he was really freaking okay. out. For I forget. Time. Is the ship moving when he says it? Yes. I think I'll yes, allow it. They're... <laughs> okay. Because, because he's saying, trying to get away. It's he's saying I am using the engines and you are doing a thing to the engines that, that concerns me, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, true. yes. This is true. Okay, then I will count it. Um, we are two away, like, three different ways. <laughs> oh, no. What did we need? But, oh, yeah, and the uh, Romulans appear. Yeah, there's Romulans. Um, so, yeah, Vulcan Nerf Pinch, Scotty, uh, Captain's Log, Spock does say illogical at one point. Um, there's recurring actor, Nurse Chapel, and Sulu sets the course late in the episode. So, um, yeah. there's stuff, but it's, it's, none of it's kind of in order, and there's just a bunch of ways we could have needed can two I more, say- so... Can I say I wish there were more Romulan episodes? But I also I know again I, I really yeah. wish that this that the events of this episode had been paid out somewhere. Really wish that like yeah, there's an interesting yeah. thread to start and then to just throw away, drop completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I like Romulans. I think Romulans are cool. Yeah, because I think they're like they're like Vulcans, only not. Yep. And I, I love like we Vulcans. Had, we had two Spock love interests in a row. <laughs> All right, shall we see what we're watching next time? Oh, we got to guess. Okay, I'm going to guess Bread and Circuses. Uh, then I'll go Private Little War. Chelsea, we finally got Bread and Circuses. <laughs> oh, my God, oh, it's okay. such a bad episode. Oh, good. Glad <laughs> that's not going to be the last episode. a bad episode. I'm so yes. glad that's not going to be the last episode. <laughs> the Enterprise crew investigates the disappearance of a ship's crew oh. on a planet that is a modern version of the Roman Empire. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> that's the last, like, um, oh, who's oh the God. who's the writer, the writer on that one? I think it's the last one of his I might have fired um, that writer too after this. No, no, no. But he wrote he wrote a bunch of these other like, and I, I, he might not have written them all, but he produced a bunch of the ones that are essentially like 
oh, there's old Earth things on. So like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Gangster Planet and the Nazi the Planet, um, Nazi. and yeah. uh, a few others. Maybe Omega Glory. Actually, I think. Um, yeah. I'm forgetting Honestly, this name. This but... one isn't that bad. It's way better than like. Um... Oh my okay, god, the one with Carmen, where they're on, like, ancient Greek planet. Man, that was, like, our first Plato episode. Plato's Stepchildren. So Plato's Stepchildren. And I don't know that that's true. I at least think Plato's <laughs> Stepchildren has, some re- has like, some redeeming qualities, and I'm not sure if Brennan Circus does. Because <laughs> at least Plato's Stepchildren has the Kirk O'Hara kiss. Like, that at least happens. So, like... Yeah, this I, doesn't have... This doesn't have... Like, well, and then the overarching message of this is just, like, so... Oh, God. Well, we'll yeah. see. No. <laughs> anyway, don't just listener. Doesn't this sound fun? <laughs> Aren't you excited? All right. Uh, don't forget you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at beam at three to beam up at beam three. You can find us. We trust you. Info at three to beam up dot com for email. Um, don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, review all those things that you're supposed to do for podcasts. It's cool. You can be fun. Anyway, uh, we will see you next time for bread and circuses.